0: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, SiriusXM XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, all guests on the Goodyear hotline.
2: Key, did you hear Gamadora at the end right there on our intro? He said he wonders where... Yeah,
3: I, I can't... Go ahead, Jay. He, he I said can he, hear you
2: keep talking, buddy. He said he he wonders where... The Cardinals will be in your real rankings uh, by the time the thing comes up. Play, play the sound again, Evan, so he can actually hear it.
3: No, I heard, I heard it, I heard it.
2: Okay, he said. He wonders if you're going to have the Cardinals behind yeah, the. Yeah, I wasn't going to comment
3: on it though. Why not? I love it. I wasn't going to comment on it because there's nothing, there's nothing to comment on. They had a good game last night. It was hyped. It was all cool. Everything worked the way it was supposed to. I wasn't, I wasn't going to smash on him. It. it speaks for itself. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to run around dancing. I don't, I don't hate on them. They, they did what they were supposed to do, which is go out there and try to put on a game. And, you know, you know how it is, Jay. I, I'm going to be on his show later on the day. And him and I are going to have a conversation. But the tricky part about it is they asked me to be on a couple days ago. They wanted to set the appointment. So I deliberately didn't respond on purpose because I wanted to see how it was going to play out. See? I did that. (laughs) Now that they lost, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. But hey, here's what I would say, though. The weather, man, that weather out there looks really great. They did that scenic shot of the the pier right there. That was really... supposed to be in the high 50s. What do you mean stop? High 50s, not bad this time of year. Because he's in L.A. LA and it's
2: 75 degrees. I ain't messing with you, kid. Get out of here, man. Uh, No, no. it's
3: 83, actually. It's 83, actually. And and the fact that I am in L.A., Jay, I want to ask you... Yes, that is true. I want to ask you a question, Jay. What are you? What are you dressing up as for Halloween?
2: Yeah, I don't think my daughter's gonna get it, but I'm thinking about going with Rick James. I'm gonna go with like, Dave. Yeah, Rick James. I'm gonna go with Rick James this weekend. How about you? What are you thinking?
3: I'm gonna just go as me. Hmm. Just me. I'm just. And so the reason I say that is so funny. You know, my neighborhood. You know, we Calab Blacklist. So it's not a lot of black people that live in Calabasas. It's well documented. There's no right. So one of my boys, who's one of my neighbors and stuff like that, we was talking yesterday, and we're going tonight to a Halloween party at this country club. And then he goes, "What are you? What are you, you going to do tonight?" I said, "I'm going as me." He's, "Oh, you're going to go as a football player." There, I said, "No, as a black man. You think I'll scare some people at the country club?" Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I never heard "cala blackness"
1: before. I never heard black of- <laughs> blackness."
3: Is what yes. is that was? Yeah, yeah. Calla- yeah, Cala black list because there's not a lot of blacks that live in Calabasas. Hmm. It's a it's it, if you from L.A. You know that that's what they say. Cala black list.
2: I'm gonna pray for you, Key. I'm pray for you, man.
1: Why? So
2: you're so what? so when, so that's Key's way of gonna saying. I'm not going to go as a football player. I'm going to go as a black man to the country. That's club. Key's that's... way of
1: saying he was too lazy this year to get his costume together. <laughs> just admit it. <laughs> he didn't feel like getting the costume? No, together. it's you know, just out. me. It's
3: deliberate. Hey, He's deliberate. Hey Max. Yeah. Hey Max. It's just it's me. What do you want me to say? <laughs> All he can do is fall out He's laughing. He said, Oh, I He's think so- you'll scare a few people there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> dressed so crying, up man. as the reigning MVP of the NFL <laughs> <laughs> last night. That's what Aaron Rodgers dressed up as. <laughs> transition. Um, uh, I can't. Hey, do my work man.
3: Time. Hey, it's life, baby. Let's have some fun. It's a morning show. Uh, not wrong. Let's have uh,
1: fun. We did say yesterday, Jay, you brought it up like the game was interesting because Kyler Murray probably was nosing it out at the mo- at that moment for, for league MVP. And had he won the game and it looked like he was going to, right? If A.J. Green turns around and catches that ball, we're all saying Kyler's now in the league. I think, it's, you know, like Lamar's having a great year. Tom Brady's having a great year. I think Kyler still undefeated with a play like Slightly that. Last second that drive, the whole thing. But A.J. Green didn't turn around. And... um Aaron Rodgers didn't turn the ball over and he didn't have any of his receivers except the dude he told them to bring in Randall Cobb who caught two passes for touchdown caught two touchdown passes and they beat the Cardinals. Key,
3: where is Aaron Rodgers this morning Yo. in your MVP race? He's at the top, right? I mean, he, he's got to be at the top. Statistical numbers didn't display everything. But when you look at what he did to win the football game within the framework of the offense, he made some amazing throws. He engineered drives with pedestrian wide receivers. Some of them dudes, I didn't even know who they were. I forgot that St. Brown was even on the team still. Equininius. <laughs> I'm like, well, where has he been? You know, it's just one of those deals where he no matter what, they just continue to chop away. He made some cool throws around the cobb. They got things done. I mean, it's just look, man. He, he is the dude. And that's all I can tell you. But what's interesting to me, and I'd like to get this report, and I'm sure we'll get the report at some point within the next couple of days, I'm a fake doctor, right? And what I mean by that is I look for every little thing that happens on the football field. Kyler Murray was injured, man. Something's up with Something was up with him toward the end of that game. He got hit really I, hard, Keith, that he, he got got talked about. He, got, he, said really his leg got, he said
2: his leg got rolled on really hard that he was limping. He said he didn't feel right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did feel right. So I, I'm going to be watching that. Dr. Johnson is going to watch that really, really close coming down the stretch, you know, because it didn't – it just didn't sit right with me.
2: Yeah, he's always been talking about a guy like Kyler Murray taking that one hit because obviously for – Mighty Mouse. <laughs> yeah, a quarterback that moves that way, his size and his frame, that one hit he had last year, that shoulder injury, something to pay attention to. But to answer your question, Max, I, I would I, – I think the loss last night – I still feel like the Cardinals lost that game more so than the Packers won it just because of if that Rodgers would have punched
1: it in on that – Then that. they would have won it. Yeah. Then yeah. the Packers would have won it. But seeing that or drive – Or throwing the touchdown pass on the next play. Seeing yeah. that
2: drive the way Calumari orchestrated that, I, Cardinals are still there. So do I think that he drops down a little bit in the MVP? Yes. I I mean, Lamar, Tom Brady, for the yards he's passed for for this year – him and Lamar at the top of the conversation right now for me, and it's fluid. I think college right there, I'll probably have Aaron Rodgers fourth because I, I he hasn't had a lot of games where he's thrown over 300 yards. He's had more games thrown under 200 yards than over 300,
1: but I still think he, he's inching in that conversation. Okay, you want to you hear where I got it? Yes. Please. I think I had Lamar because I thought he was doing the most with the least, and he had outplayed Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, I thought. Um, I then... Thought, okay, now it's Kyler inching it out over the rest of the pack. Given the fact that Kyler was driving him down the field, if he throws the t- if AJ Green turns around, which is not Kyler's fault, they win. It's just the way it works, the way I think about the game. I do credit, the- I give the QB too much credit and blame. And that's an MVP like moment, right? Right, that's it's an MVP, MVP moment, moment, the whole thing, but it, it didn't happen as it turned out, has nothing to do with Kyler, but still, I think at this moment it's Tom Brady. Because Brady was right there, and when you look at the numbers this dude is putting up, forget about his age. If he were anyone, his team has one loss. It's to the Rams, who I suspect might be the best team in football. One loss. He's beaten the Cowboys. He beats the breaks off of bad teams. He's leading the league in attempts, completions, yards, and touchdowns. I, I think it's Tom Brady at this moment. At this moment.
3: Yeah, Tom Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a name. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start comparing and looking and doing all Tom Brady got a lot of weapons and it's just a different team. You can't hold it against him, but it doesn't elevate him, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It does. I can't hold it against him, but I can't elevate but him. But that's why, Key, um, I
1: agree with you, but that's you know, why. Prescott, Let me jump in one sec, Key. Let me just jump in one sec. I agree with you because I think that's an important Too point. Too late. You already jumped in. <laughs> I, I, well, we're on a little bit delay, you and me. But the, 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 I that's an important point. That's why I would put Lamar over him, maybe Kyler over him. But at this point, those guys are getting bumped off because of this and that. So so Brady didn't start there. Yeah,
3: but yeah, in the, I, would, in, yeah. I would say, yeah, you know, I, I would say that the older dudes are starting to come up to the top.
2: Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on that.
3: Right. I mean the older guys, the 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 Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, they starting to slide up to the top where your Lamar's hit a hit a bump and Kyler Murray kind of hit a bump. So you kinda they're kind of going down. Dak Prescott hadn't played in a week, so we hadn't really seen him. Josh Allen is not quite there yet. Um and that's pretty much what you have. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, they're kind of in that lower mm-hmm. two area, I would say. This is mm-hmm. so interesting Mahomes when you bad Murray, year. Yep.
2: Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, these guys are in their prime. And then you see guys like Aaron Rodgers, who's 37, and anybody normally be like, oh, you're way out of your prime by the time you're 37. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's like, this dude still feels like he's in his prime. And then if you think 37 is old, catapult that. By another seven years, Tom Brady is 44 years old. What's, what's With so, all those attributes and stats that you just said, Max, like you have to factor that into what's this What's so insane
1: thing. to me is 44 is so much older, I think, than people realize uh. for football, but just because – it's like the the year between forty one and forty two or forty and forty one. It's not the same as between thirty three and thirty four. Oh, here, he Each go, here year he goes. Past that, a here he goes point, again. Key. It's true. Forty one. Each year past a certain point is astronomically older in Like he's in uncharted territory doing this. But I'm giving him credit for it. I'm not taking it away. Yeah. From no. Him. There's
3: no question. No. There's no no question about it. You'll never. You you won't see this again. I believe in your lifetime, Probably you will not. not see this again. In your lifetime, you just you you won't. Forty four years old to do what he's doing, you you just don't you you just don't see it. Yeah, do you mean I, see I don't it with see Tom Aaron or just you, you mean
1: you see it this doing year
3: doing this at forty four years old? Okay.
1: No, he's saying ever. No one ever is going to be this good at forty four. Forty
3: four. Yeah, nobody will ever be this good at forty four years old. It's just not. that that's not. First of all, they're not going, and the reason Tom Brady gets the benefit of the doubt from the teams is because he's Tom Brady. When you turn a certain age, they start looking at you different, even though you are good. They just look at you different. You start to get to 35. They're like, yeah you might have came <laughs> off a miracle season. And they start going, well, you know, I, yeah, he, he missed that one throw. Hey, let's start looking just like the Green Bay Packers did when they drafted Jordan Love. You know, they're like, eh, well, we might want to get young here. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. You really don't need to do that because you got a dude who just had an MVP season the damn year you drafted the kid. But it was one or two throws in the game. It was one or two somethings that made them go, oh, we got to get ready to move on. And that happens, but Tom Brady gets the benefit of the doubt. So therefore, he can play till he's forty four.
1: by the way, that's one hundred percent right. Even when I made the cliff prediction, there was a school of thought even then that sometimes Uh-oh. quarterbacks just had a little down year. But because of their age, people thought they were done, including the quarterbacks who thought, well, maybe I just don't have it anymore, right? Absolutely. everyone kind of bought into it, and Brady yeah. never did. All right. you I mentioned the struggles of of, of the preseason MVP favorite. Patrick Mahomes and that's why by the way maybe one of the reasons this MVP race is as wide open as it is he was supposed to be the guy here's Mahomes on his own play. I mean, you can just watch the tape and know that I needed to play better in order to have success. I mean, there was plays where guys were open. There was plays where we had matchups downfield that I didn't hit. Just I started doing too much, trying to make a play happen, trying to make a big play happen, and it kind of sparked the offense. Whereas I can just lean on other guys to, to, to make that stuff happen. I feel like we still have the confidence. I mean, uh, we understand that we're not playing football the way we want to, but I think we know that it's still out in front of us. Let's bring in... Mel Kiper Jr. to this conversation who joins us on the Goodyear hotline. Good morning, Mel. You hear what you hear what Mahomes just had to say? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. What do you th- what do you think about the way he's played so far this year? What gives?
4: You know, Max, I- well, I think you look at it, the carryover from the Super Bowl, and then the revamped offensive line completely restructured, and all the little pieces around him, everything's not perfect, and he's not playing up to the level we expect, but we're not even halfway through, so there's plenty of time to recover in this league, you write off a team too early, or you praise a team way too much, uh, they know what their struggles are, that was a shock last week that they were down, couldn't come back against that Tennessee defense, you what Josh Allen did to that Tennessee defense, not a few days earlier than that, and then to see what Kansas City did, you always thought they were going to get back in they never did so they got a lot of work to do but it's way too early to start talking about Mahomes and his struggles and the Chiefs and they're not being there uh, let's wait a few weeks if we're talking about this in another three four weeks then we maybe have an issue.
2: Mel are you on my team here about who the best team is
4: in the AFC because I believe it to be the Buffalo Bills but what do you say? I'm going to hold off on that one with the Bills, and I love Josh Allen. I just want to see them moving forward, uh, you know, what they're able to do. they got to recover from that game that ended in a thud against Tennessee. They had the bye week. Now they get Miami. Uh, we'll see where they are, and obviously they know what they're talking about here. It's about winning in the playoffs. They got the two wins last year, didn't finish it off when they needed to against Kansas City. So I think Josh Allen saying, hey. Our goal was winning a Super Bowl. It's not just winning regular season games. It's stacking wins so we can get home field and all that, but it's getting to a Super Bowl and winning it. So it's way too early. I had Cleveland and Green Bay in the Super Bowl back in August. Now everybody's praising Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, talking about a true MVP, to take away everything around them and to perform like he did. And I know Aaron Jones keyed that victory and the defense made a play, but the belief that they have an Aaron. And then to see Aaron say, I love this team, all I thought about them guys was, what would have happened if Aaron wasn't there? It was supposedly irreparable damage done. He was going to be gone. Jordan Love was going to be the quarterback. Where would the Packers be with Rodgers gone and Jordan Love at quarterback with all the issues they've had around the quarterback with injuries and all the things that went on there? So, to me, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, to get it done the way he did as a 6.5-point underdog and that team to find a way to win last night was pretty impressive.
3: Mel, let's move on to your big boards. You know, we love this early stages of the draft uh, analysts making sure that we get dive in as football season goes on the college football season. That is when you look at your big board that came out, you so far at 15 Mm -hmm. is your first quarterback Pitts, Kenny Pickett is the first time. How weak is the quarterback class this year? Because earlier in the year, before the season started, we had guys like Kadon Slovis up there, JT Daniels up there, the kid from Liberty. We had, we look at Spindler Rattler, uh, 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 howl down in North Carolina. Now, we don't see any of those guys being talked about.
4: Yeah, it's changed a little bit. Obviously, Spencer Rattler probably transferring, moving on. For next year, we'll see where he ends up. And then you think about Sam Howe. He took away his two top running backs, his two top receivers. It's been a little more difficult. But Malik Willis from Liberty is still in that mix as is Matt Corral from Ole Miss, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati, and Kenny Pickett from Pitt. So Pickett has emerged. He had the ankle injury last year against BC, Game 5. He didn't have the ability to make the throws. He didn't have the ability to use his legs. Now he's complete. He's out there making big-time plays, 23 touchdowns, one pick, and nearly 70% completion percentage. I think Desmond Ritter, the inconsistent accuracy, we want to see that improve as the season rolls into the latter stages. And certainly for Matt Corral, you know, he's about 200 pounds, but he can sling it, and he can run, and he's super tough. And then we have a Malik Willis, who threw three interceptions against Louisiana Monroe in a loss as a 33-point favorite, and three interceptions against Middle Tennessee State. The board's stock up, stock down, guys. And for stock down right now, Malik Willis. Now, can he rebound? Sure. November 6th, market down. At Bought hemingway Stadium, Liberty at Old Miss to see Willis, and Corral on the field at the same time is going to, I think, have a lot to do with those two end up being rated. So there's four quarterbacks vying for the top spot right now, way too close to call.
1: Keyshawn, J. Willimax, ESPN Mel, Radio. Mel, who's you know holding? Vo- uh, you know the voice. That's Mel
3: Kuyper. Go ahead, Key. Mel, who's holding steady at their position from the start of the season? Is it Kavon Thibodeau? Is it somebody else?
4: Yeah, it's Thibodeau and I think to see his progression coming back from the injury, was obviously you think about the, the, the targeting and then the Stanford game, you think about the second half against Cal was all the way played in that game. If he doesn't come back, remember, he has to sit out the first half because of the targeting. Second half, he keyed that victory against Cal dominating play in the second half. They couldn't block him. Then to watch him against UCLA and to see the kind of attitude and approach he has, knowing he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft going in, but the play like he has, pretty impressive. And then your guy, Drake London from USC, you talk about a guy who skyrocketed. He was in the mix. We are just waiting for him. It was Slovis. He's the key guy there. And with that size, that basketball background, and that talent, and the comparisons to Mike Evans, Drake London, you'd be hard-pressed to find an offensive player in the country this year more impressive than Drake London.
1: Mel, every 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 year we could hear about the, these quarterbacks are good not so good it's a strong class it's not a strong class and it seems to me that quarterback needy teams talk themselves into taking quarterbacks up high and the first five picks three of them are quarterbacks right which team do you think that might be this year that talks themselves into taking a quarterback before they should
4: a lot of them, actually. You think about Houston, Detroit, Philadelphia. This goes on and on. You talk about Atlanta is going to need a quarterback at some point as the year. parents thought they would last year. They didn't. Uh, they could still end up being a borderline playoff team. We'll see how that goes. But there's going to be a lot of teams up there that are going to be vying for those four quarterbacks. And they're all worthy. Are they in the class of last year's quarterbacks? No, they're not. But as I say, Kenny Pickett wasn't healthy last year. COVID year, ankle injury. Now he is, we're seeing Kenny Pickett Really skyrocket up the board. Matt Corral, spinning it, making plays with his legs, doing everything he needs to do for Lane Kiffin. And you think about where Desmond Ritter, he has all the talent in the world. He's got the size, the arm, the mobility, the competitiveness, all that. He just has to be more consistent with his ball placement, his overall accuracy. And then Malik Willis, he's rebounded last week against North Texas. Now he's got his schedule moving forward with Ole Miss. Uh, and that's how he plays there. He's got talent. He had a great year last year. He had those two kind of hiccups against Middle Tennessee State and then Louisiana Monroe. We'll see how he finishes. They're going to beat the Senior Bowl, some of these guys as well. Willis Pickett and, uh, and how will be down there, Ritter, and, and that Weekend Mobile will be important. But I think there's those four quarterbacks, guys, and as you said, Max, they're all going to get pushed way up. They may not be rated that high, but when we get to late April, those four quarterbacks are going go to go probably somewhere in the top 15, all four of them.
1: Well, just like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, he's been bringing it for decades, and, of course, Mel Kuiper Jr. brings it
4: as always. Appreciate you, Mel. All right, Mel. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care, man.
0: on Thursday night the only game on TV without Devontae other guys just got to step up
3: touchdown run and it was all Aaron Jones quick the left side intercepted by
4: Henry Black I got rocks but then I heard it was a pretty nice catch a huge score and response Touchdown, Ron. Second touchdown today for James Conner. Fourth and goal from the one. Incomplete.
5: Oh, my goodness. Can they
1: stay undefeated? Murray throws. Hackers get the dagger.
5: What a great story. How special is this game?
1: Oh, Keyshawn, J, Will, and Max. Having a, we have a rising star in the business. Sam Acho in studio with us. What's up, Sacho? What up, baby? What up? What up? What up? What's going on? Um, Sam is here to give you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Sacho, we've been talking about this game obviously all day. What was your number one takeaway from the Packers' win over the Cardinals Thursday night football?
0: Uh, my number one takeaway was that Aaron Rodgers is the truth, and he always will be the truth. He was, he will be, always will be the truth. He's undefeated, 10-0 the last 10 primetime games. But more than that, like, he wins when it matters. Everyone watches, he wins. Without his star players, he wins. When it's primetime, he wins. And then, so that was my biggest takeaway. Then defensively, the other takeaway that's more nuanced is that uh, we talk about how the, the Packers didn't have their D.C. and all this and all that, which is very true. But I think the other piece is the Cardinals don't know how to game plan because you don't know what kind of defense you're getting. And so, like, what I noticed in that game was the the double-edged sword, a new defensive coordinator that you have calling plays, but also the Cardinals saying, man, we don't know what we're going to see on this Thursday night football game because defenses have things that they run and coordinators have things that they like. Now you got a new guy calling plays. And so, uh, bigger takeaway, Aaron Rodgers. The other piece, though, is the nuance of when you lose someone who's calling plays – you have to understand it doesn't just affect you as a defense. It affects the people who are calling plays against you. You see,
2: Sam, I think my biggest takeaway is I, I thought Kyler Murray got robbed of an MVP-like moment, mm-hmm. right? That, that one last play, that drive that he had, you, you felt like everything was going in their way, and it was a hell of a ball being thrown And Now, whether the miscommunication because it was a check, you know, that's what Cliff Kingsbury said post game. But like, with that being said, after Aaron Rodgers wins this game on the road, where do you have him in your MVP conversation?
0: I mean, I think he's in the top five. I don't, I, people have been saying he should be number one, all this and all that. I think MVP is more of a statistical stat. It's about wins and losses. But, like, last year Aaron Rodgers' stats were ridiculous. This year, offensively, they're not as ridiculous as they were last year. And so, like, I get winning and I get all that. But I'm looking at Tom Brady's stats. He's leading the league in a lot of categories when it comes to quarterback play. I think he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers, right? He'd be a guy. Obviously, Colin Murray, you talked about these MVP moments. Um, But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is as concerned with winning an MVP as he is about trying to go win a Super Bowl.
3: Who's playing the uh, best football right now in the NFL? Well,
0: Key, I want to ask you that question, right? Like, who do you think is playing the best ball, right? Because there's so many different teams. Like, all of a sudden, the Bills look good. Then then the Titans come up, right? Now, the Colts are honestly looking like a good football team. The Ravens, um, Cardinals, Cowboys. But, like, who would you say, Key, is playing the best ball right now?
3: I would say, uh, man, it would probably be between the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks. Yeah. Mm. Those would be the three teams that I would probably say playing good football right now. Cincinnati, you could throw in there, but I don't think Cincinnati can beat those three teams that I just mentioned. Dallas Key. You could also throw the Raiders in there over the last two weeks. They've been playing pretty good. Dallas has played good football, but not, not to the point where you're like, oh, my God, they're playing the best football we've ever seen. I think when you talk about Green Bay going into Arizona, somewhat limited with some of the playmakers that they've had, being able to gut out a win against an Arizona team, like I said before, Green Bay left about 17 points on the field. So when you factor in that, they, they should have put those points on the board. Game wouldn't have been close. I know you want to give Kyler Murray an MVP-type moment. He certainly deserved it and played well, but the game wouldn't have been close had they cashed in on those opportunities. When you look at the Rams, the Rams bounced back uh, from a loss against Arizona, and they just looked like a different team again. Um, So when you look at that in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, where would Tampa Bay be? I know the defense was good last year, and he has a lot of weapons, but you cannot – just plug any quarterback into what they're doing and expect for them to be where they're at right now because that's not true.
2: Sam, speaking of plugging a quarterback into any scenario, this situation happening for the Cleveland Browns with Case Keenum, like what is your whole take on that as it relates to Baker Mayfield? Should he try to force himself to come back? Like, give me your take.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Browns can win without Baker Mayfield, and it's simple as that, right? They can win with Case Keenum. I remember in 2017, I think it was 2017, I was playing with the Bears and we were playing the Minnesota Vikings. Sam Bradford was a quarterback, and we took him out the game, right? Like, we, we, you know, he got injured, right, a ton of sacks. And Baker and Case Keenum went in and won that game, went on to have a really good record for the rest of that season, right? So Case Keenum can be a really good starting quarterback. With this offense, you don't need it, like, like, this is a running football team. This is a defensive-minded football team. And so my thing is this. From, a, from an organizational standpoint, I think that Baker Mayfield should – Organizational, Case Keenum should play. From an individual standpoint, I don't it's like a lose lose for Baker. Because if he goes out there and doesn't look good, you gotta put Case in. If he sits and Case looks good, now all of a sudden you may not need Baker Mayfield. And so like and even as I'm talking, I'm over I'm holding my lack because I'm thinking about what happened to him when he fell down and couldn't protect himself. And so like my thing is this I think the Cleveland Browns can win without Case Keenum. I think they will win without Case yes. without excuse me, without Baker Mayfield. I think they will win without Baker Mayfield this week. And that's the issue, is that you can win without this guy who's trying to get a new contract. So then wait,
2: so since you played against Case Keenum, you've yeah. seen him at the prime in 2017. You see him now. What are the things that he does well that you think easily translates to this team? He's
0: a consummate professional. Like, he's always ready. That's the thing. Like, you know he's going to be ready. At, at, back in college, University of Houston, he's putting up <coughs> phenomenal numbers. Then his NFL career, he may not have been a starter, but every time he stepped in, this is what backups are for. Right? Like, you have to be ready without reps. Right? I was watching the, uh, the uh, interview the press conference that Stefanski did. It's like, that's what backup quarterbacks do. He said, he's going to be ready. Case Keenum may not get any reps, but he needs to be ready. And every time he steps out there, I get it. Losing record the last couple of years, I get it. But when he plays, he makes all the right decisions. And he can still throw the ball. And so for me, his prep work, his command, his control, guys respect him. Like, that's what I saw when I played Case Keenum.
1: There's, um, there's a you know, team that was mentioned earlier by Key as maybe the best – playing the best football in the business right now. That's the Los Angeles Rams. They got one bad loss to a very good Arizona team at home. I I suspect they might be the best team in football. Quiet is kept. Matthew Stafford is leading the league in QBR by a lot, by a lot. And, And, like, the distance between him and Brady, who's number two, is greater than the distance between, like, Brady and the 12th or 13th guy. Is Stafford in the MVP conversation?
0: Yes, he is, and he should be. My only issue with the L.A. Rams combo is that I don't think their defense is where it needs to be. Like, we get excited about Aaron Donald, which we should. We get excited about Jalen Ramsey, which we should. But when you look at, like, where they're rated, last year in 2020, they had the number one rated defense with those same players. This year, they're in the middle, around the middle of the pack, maybe in the bottom half. And so, like, I get it. Matthew Stafford is that dude, and he should be in the MVP conversation. What I'm thinking of, man, like, Can this team go and win a Super Bowl? I just feel like that defense can be exposed Mm. unless they get better.
2: Well, that's the same thing I think about when I think about the Cowboys. And now I'm thinking about Dak Prescott, who has that calf strain in the same leg that he had the ankle injury. He made mention of it. If you were the Cowboys, which they have a great training staff, would you allow him to play the next game?
0: Absolutely not. I wouldn't. Mm. And I just go back, and I want to hear what y'all think about this too, because I go back to the preseason. Preseason, Dak had the injury. He wanted to go back out there and play. He wanted to go back out there and practice. He went back out there and practice, and it got worse. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, like you can beat Minnesota, even though it's Cooper Rush. Don't rely on Cooper Rush. Rely on your run game. Minnesota doesn't defend the run very well. You can beat Minnesota without Dak Prescott. They have a couple more uh, guys on the schedule. You can beat those next few teams without Dak Prescott. But you need Dak Prescott for December, for January, for your Super Bowl run. You don't need him. For Minnesota, even if you lose against Minnesota, you don't need Dak right now. It's it's too, it's too risky.
3: See, I, I don't think that you can just assume that they can beat the Minnesota Vikings, which is a mirror image of the Dallas Cowboys, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at what they do in the play-action pass game, you look at what they do as far as getting the ball to the receivers, running the ball to Delvin Cook utilizing their tight in all the different things that Minnesota does from an offensive output. Plus, I just paid this guy 100-and-whatever-million dollars of guaranteed money. Every single game, somebody's going to have an issue on their body that plays in the National Football League. The long game is getting that first-round by. Yes, winning the division and being the fourth seed is great, but winning the division and being the first seed and resting up doing that bye. on top of that, in this day and age in the National Football League, even when I played, when we got to the second half of the season and we were a good football team, the pads came off. Practices was essentially a walkthrough with a jog. And that's the way the Dallas Cowboys will approach it as they get into the lighter part of the season. So if he can play, you play him. Just simple and plain.
0: But, but Key, my, my only pushback... Not necessarily a pushback because I get a long game first round by. That makes a ton of sense. I just feel like the long game for Dak Prescott and for this team should be Super Bowl. Right? And so like, I don't want to risk. And you're right. You can't assume you can just beat Minnesota. That's but what unfair. about
1: what about stay right there? What about the percentage chance that you do better in all the games going forward if Dak is healthier, so that you, you go down to win the Vikings game in terms of your chances, yes. but maybe you raise your chances to win a 17-game schedule to get that bye.
0: Bingo. Bingo. That's what I would say, right? Like, you might, like you can't assume – Minnesota's. They, they, they've had a couple close wins, a couple close losses, so you can't assume you could just beat Minnesota. But I'd rather risk losing to Minnesota right now and having Dak for the next 8, 9, 10 weeks than risk having Dak out right now for the next 3 or 4 or 5 weeks and having him back – later on in the season. So you can't assume anything, but Dak Prescott's health right now needs to be at the forefront, not just gutting it out and being a tough guy because we paid you all this money.
1: That's Sam Acho, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate it, Sacho. Appreciate you're going you. to be seeing and hearing him all over the network all day. Appreciate Got you it. you working, man.
0: Appreciate y'all.
3: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Titans, Colts. Yeah.
1: Well, Jay's dressing up as Rick James for Halloween, right? Yeah. What the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Slap. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> uh, was that the greatest sketch comedy uh, show of all time? Yes. I think so. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was number one of all time. Couch, it didn't have just, the, the long run. Just as some keeps other. coming
2: into my mind, just it, stomping on the couch.
1: It was easier because it wasn't. You know, it didn't have to maintain for twenty years or whatever. But and it was a half hour long. But it's the best I've seen. Um, guys, the Titans held the Chiefs to three points. To three points, that defense, Titans defense, held the Chiefs to three points. They beat the Bills consecutive weeks. They took care of the Bills and the Titans, and they could basically win the division with a win here on the road at in Indy. Because they beat Indy already this year, so they sweep the series. They're up with some, some real daylight between them and number two. Key, here's the question. This is a sneaky good game. Is there anybody playing better football in the NFL right now than the Tennessee
3: Titans? I would say yes, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are playing better football. Um, you talk about them taking care of business against the Kansas City Chief team that we all felt was going to be a superior team at the beginning of the season, but we certainly have seen their struggles on the last several games. So, you know, that, that, that's one of those deals. It's like, "Eh, that's the chiefs. And then when you look at the bills and the bills, if, if Josh Allen dives over the center, instead of trying to go off center, maybe there's a touchdown and we're not even having this conversation. Um, but I would say it's the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, put, it, put it this way. There's probably four or five teams, in my opinion, p- playing better all-around football than the Tennessee Titans. And Tennessee fans, I hope they understand what I'm saying.
1: Key, a key feels that way. Jay, I hear him. I think there are some teams, like almost in a preseason rankings poll, that they have more room to cover in people's imaginations because they don't start out in our own estimation as high. Mm-hmm. I think of the Cardinals. I think of the Bengals, right? You don't start the season you know, thinking that they're elite, so they have to prove it more. Are the Tennessee Titans playing the best football in the NFL right now? I would still say I think the Rams are. I think the Rams are that team. Um,
2: I think even though the Titans beat the Bills, and that was a hell of a game performance, I still like the Bills as a better team than the Titans. Titans, I think, are. It's gonna, I think this game versus the Colts will tell us a lot, right? Because Kansas City, their defense has just collapsed. Like, they just, they're not the same. Even Patrick Mahomes is out here.
1: Their all Who would offense, ever too, though? thought
2: that Patrick Mahomes would be tied with Zach Wilson for turnovers in the league to lead the league. But their offense, too, the Titans held them to three points. I, I hear that, right? But I, I kind of take that game. I'm like, that's you win the games in front of you. Fine. Bill's game, they won. I think the game in Indy versus the Colts will tell us a lot because Carson Wentz is playing exponentially better than what he was the first time he's seen.
1: Let's him. say for a second, guys, and you know I understand a lot of people think you guys, you have bets on the Colts, right, from our, from our, uh, from our segment yesterday. If. The Titans win. Key. If the Titans win, yeah. will we be saying on Monday that they're the best team? Wait a minute. In the AFC, let's limit it to the AFC. If they win this game, so it's Bills, Chiefs, and then Colts.
3: No, because I still think that the Raiders are a better football team than Tennessee. Um, I think they have more explosive, dynamic down the field home run getters. They can run the football. The defense is playing solid and sound they too have a a nice little streak going for themselves uh, after uh, relieving John Gruden of his duties and Rich Basaccia taking over. They won two straight games in a row and the offense looks way different. The defense looks different. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson had a little, you know, a little tack in his thumb playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. They got kind of embarrassed at home but i still think that they may be a better football team uh i think cleveland when they are at full strength and health wise they are a better football team than the tennessee titans even though we still have 10 more games to go
2: yeah i guess the question around cleveland is will they ever be fully healthy like will we ever see that team fully healthy knowing what baker mayfield has to go through but if you're saying there's not a big difference between baker mayfield and case Keenan,
3: healthy to me jay is being able to play key Fully, fully healthy, I was going to say fully healthy to me is as long as Chubb is in the lineup and, and OBJ is in the lineup and Landry in the lineup, you can be underneath the center and we'll be fully healthy.
1: <laughs> especially behind that line. I mean, you know, last year especially they, had, they were outstanding, but that's a really good all-around team. Guys, I hear what you're saying. We're running out of time. If they win this game and, they, and, and I just look at, again, the pelts on the wall – Bills, Chiefs, Colts. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Another big game in the Midwest. That's next.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and matts the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.